The following audio may not meet the recording standards you're used to from RPG Academy Network podcasts. Lawful and Orderly streams live on Twitch every Monday at 8pm Eastern, and this audio is pulled directly from our video. Send all complaints to michael at therpgacademy.com and join us on Mondays. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lan Arcanum, the city of magic. At the nexus of three major ley lines, the city shimmers with magical energy. But that kind of power brings trouble. Trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air. Luckily for the folks of Lan Arcanum, the High Guard take their jobs seriously. LAHG is comprised of many different divisions, but of particular interest is the Special Visions Unit. The SVU deals with the strangest and most disturbing cases in Lan Arcanum. This is one such case. Today's episode, Holy Day. Hi everybody, uh, welcome to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Uh, this episode is uh, brought to you by Holy Festival Week in Lan Arcanum. The Lan Arcanum Tourism and Pilgrimage Board would like to remind you to register all holy relics before any celebrations in town. We thank you for your compliance and ask that you please enjoy this lift on massive magical displays during Holy Festival Week. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Lawful and Orderly. Uh, I'm Marty McGuire and tonight I will be your game master. Uh, this is my first time, so everybody please be gentle. I probably won't look at the chat, so actually be as mean as you want. Uh, joining me uh, are our lovely players. Uh, I don't know what order Scott set us up in, so I'm just going to read it by the way I wrote it down. We're always in the same order, so there you go. Well, doesn't help if I didn't write it down correctly before. <laughs> All right. uh, so we'll start with you, uh, Scott Brown as Ilan Brownfeet. Howdy, all you kids out there in Radio Land. We've got Jeffrey Copeland as Shannon Sparks. Hey guys. And we've got Andrew J. Young as Mikhail Pavlovskivich. Hello. Uh, it's so close. So one so of these close. days. One of these days. Uh, all right. So let's get started with uh, checking in with what our characters have been up to. Uh, Andrew, let's start with you. Uh, what's what's a recent project that Mikhail has been up to at work? Some you know around the precinct. So um, <clears throat> recently, Mikhail discovered uh, like rediscovered the deep archives, uh, evidence lockups and uh, storage files and uh, various uh, uh, evidence from old, mostly mostly abandoned cold cases. Uh, so he has been down there, uh, just going room to room, cataloging everything he could find and um, noting, uh, sort of noting what rooms hold things that are alive or sentient or animated and what rooms hold things that aren't. Uh, and just, it's a, it's a, he's got a huge book um, and yeah. he just flumps it. It's a real slow process. He's done about 12 rooms and there are, I'm going to say hundreds. Mm-hmm. So. And he is loving it. Oh, yes. He loves, Mikhail loves paperwork. Uh, he loves following rules that <laughs> exist. And this is two, two great flavors, better together. Uh, right. All right. Uh, well, let's, let's check in with Ilan. Uh, Ilan, what did you write in your last letter to the folks back home? Oh, um, it, was, it was something along the lines of, of dear mom and dad. How are you? And and uh, then there's a second letter. It says, I'm doing well, by the way. I haven't heard back from you in a while. Um, I've, I've been doing really well around the office. I've got a couple of friends, and they have yet to abandon me anywhere. 
<laughs> and uh how's uncle melvin and then there's a third letter and it says uh well haven't heard from you guys in a while but best wishes <laughs> illin all right a little um surprisingly bleak i think at the end there uh but i hope i hope ellen gets some responses back shortly oh ellen just writes a lot she uh he uh yeah yep yep all right they write a lot they write a lot we can we can work with that um all right uh jeffrey checking in with shannon uh who was someone who stood up on shannon's behalf uh back in her early days at the church of fashionology um let's see it would have to be her best friend clara before before for for the church they actually went on like a lot of co-fashion trips and they would go shopping together and in a lot of ways that was like her consultant she would tell her what was fashionable and what wasn't the two were like best friends super close and they they thought they were going to be best friends forever but the fate would have a different idea of what was going down oh how mysterious and tragic all right. Well, yes. Thank you for the info on Clara. Um, all right. So we'll go ahead and begin uh, at the precinct. Everyone is uh, finishing up their breakfasts and uh, chatting about uh, their plans. Specifically, uh, Shannon is uh, discussing plans for her birthday, which is uh, coming up very soon. It's actually tomorrow. Uh, and she's excited because normally, uh, her, her birthday is on, uh, something that the church of fashionality, excuse me, the church of fashionology also holds as a very important day. It's a holy day called the Lan Arcanum's next top model fashion parade. <laughs> and it's used within the church of fashionology, not just to show off their works and, and how skilled they are in their craft, but actually to determine Who's going to be uh, at the top of the uh, the church? What is the pecking order for, for the next year? It's a very important day for everybody to bring their game. And, you know, when there's that much competition going on, there's not a lot of opportunity for celebrating your birthday. So uh, let's kick it off. Shannon, how, uh, how excited are you about being able to, like, have a birthday celebration? Oh, I'm so conflicted. I'm happy because it's my birthday, but I'm sad because all of the attention isn't going to me. So it's like, I, it's like, Ellen, I just, I don't know how to feel. Mikhail doesn't really seem that interested, but he's eating with us. So I'm just, I don't know how to feel right now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. You're, 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 you're doing good. That maybe, nice. I don't know if, if you don't like the oatmeal or if that's supposed to be compassion for me. But I'm no, when I was when I was young, uh, all birthdays were lumped into uh, uh, four days during the year. You had you had early birthday, middle birthday, late birthday, or dark birthday during the cold the cold sunless winters. So I had dark birthday, uh, uh, bleak. Yes, joyless. Also, yes. Um, yes. So, uh, and, and but I'm so excited for you to become older now. That literally sounds horrible. Like I don't. <laughs> that's really depressing. Maybe, perhaps, uh, perhaps it is a cultural thing, and maybe it is to me sounds one way, and to you sounds another. 
maybe maybe i don't know well as as you're all sitting in this contemplative silence the <laughs> the chief walks in and says ah good detectives i'm glad you're here and uh she doesn't look too too much angrier than normal. Uh, she says, we, we got a vision. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, it's probably terrible. Everybody get into my office. And she stomps off down the hall. You got it, Chief. We'll do. Okay. All right. Every, so everybody gathers in the Chief's office and in uh, the corner of the room already waiting, uh, <coughs> which is, is a little unsettling because the Chief hadn't opened the door yet. But uh, in the corner is uh, the tall pale, uh, bald, and thin seer that you've worked with in the past, already holding out the memory crystal, uh, saying, Officers, this is a very interesting one. I, I don't quite know what to say about it. I guess I'll, I'll just have to show you. And, and offers it out for uh, everyone to touch the memory crystal. And your your vision uh, fades to darkness as though you're losing consciousness and you feel a whooshing uh, as though you're traveling through the air and uh, suddenly you find yourself uh, in a room at night. You're, uh, you're in a workshop that's uh, mostly made of wood. There are a lot of very ornate desks around, a lot of very interesting specialized equipment. Uh, but it's also sort of... Uh, you could tell that all of these things are, are very nice. They're well-maintained and fancy, but there's a, a lot going on in here right now. There's uh, fabric strewn pretty much over every surface uh, of, of all kinds, things that, that glitter and shine, things that are in strange colors and strange textures. And uh, in, in the midst of all this, uh, a tall silver-haired elf storms into the room and slams the door behind them, yelling, Just get it done, Clyde! They look around the room and sigh and uh, walk over to their desk where there's a series of drawings. And the, the drawings we can see over their shoulder are uh, of an outfit that, that looks extremely ornate. There's a lot of detail going on. And they, they hold up the design and check it against just this amazing piece that's hanging on a dress form near their desk that is, is made of so many layers and so many interconnected pieces. But... Um, still has, has something a little drab about it. It's still clearly not quite done. Uh, so they lay down the plans. They walk around behind their desk, uh, unlock uh, a drawer, and reach inside the drawer and, and pull out a box. They unlock the box, uh, and you see them jump back in surprise to find that the, the box is empty, and uh, there's, there's an indentation where clearly there would sit like a, a pendant of some kind or, or some sort of metal piece that's left a dent in this velvet. And uh, they stand up in a, in a moment of panic, eyes wide, and then catch themselves and sigh. And you say, damn realists, I'll have Heinzman's head for this. And stands up and starts to head towards the door. And uh, you hear him yell, Kaleidi, I told you to keep out the... And suddenly he's stopped by the sound of hissing, uh, seeming to come from behind him. Uh, he turns and he looks back at the dress form where his outfit was hanging at. And what, what once was a snake pattern on the dress form now appears to be a real snake. And uh, it starts to, to sort of slither towards him and he takes a step back, uh, surprised. And uh, suddenly he sees a, a glow coming from, from down on his outfit. And he, he lifts it up and uh, what once were polka dots on his tie are, are now holes. And he sticks his finger through a hole and looks very confused 
and he starts to turn towards the door and say, collide, and then uh, he sees more light come up, this time from underneath him. There's a, a large circular rug woven into uh, a very simple but very large pattern that's, that's just uh, very, very dark and shadowy. And as he is staring at this, this light, it, it starts to instead turn to shadow and the shadows in the carpet start to reach up and his feet start to sink into the carpet. And he yells, Clyde, oh, oh, and, and he's pulled down into the carpet and uh, his, his yell is cut off. Uh, and everything suddenly slowly starts to fade. Uh, the snake actually just settles back in. Uh, it's now just a pattern. Uh, the carpet re-reseats itself. The tendrils come back, and it's it's just its intricately woven pattern. Um, but we hear footsteps coming down the hall uh, very quickly, and uh, a figure skids to a halt just outside the door where we can't quite see, and we hear a woman's voice say, Oh, no. And the vision fades back to black and you, f you feel yourself whooshing through the air again and you, you open your eyes and you're back in your body in the, in the chief's office. Hmm. And the seer says, as you can see, this appears to be some very powerful magic warping the fabric of space and time itself. Officers, I, I do hope you can track down the source of this nefarious magic pulling people between worlds. And the, the chief says, oh, we got it going now. If, if the magus or the magistrate hears that there's this much magic going on, well, they might put the kibosh on the whole Holy Week festival. You know how they are about unauthorized and unlicensed magics. Either way, if we, I, I recognize them. That's, that's Jim Tun. He's the head of the Church of, of Fashionology. Sh Shannon, I'm... I'm sorry, I know, I know you knew him, but if he's, if he's dead or, or even if he's just missing, well, the mayor's going to have my butt for breakfast. So get out there, officers, and solve this case. You got it, Chief? Absolutely, Chief. Okay, Chief. So, so, sorry, Shannon. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. No pressure, right? Let's go get him to solve this case. Yeah, that's that's good out attitude. No, no pressure. Just because it's your faith and your Holy Week that might be canceled, and an important person in your faith who you personally knew who is missing and presumed dead, does not mean everything's that bad. Yeah. To be to be fair, if it were if it were my faith, I would be very concerned. If yeah, I'm some... uh, the chief butts in. Like, I'm a little surprised, Sparks. I I hope that your beef with the church isn't gonna be a problem. I mean, first, you guys, uh, comforting. I don't, I, I don't feel that comforted by you guys. Second, um, the chief, know? the chief, like <laughs> lets out a big sigh that that blows the minotaur uh, ring up for a second. Says, "Oh, you're right, Sparks. I'm, I'm really hard on all of you officers." And and she reaches out an an enormous meaty hand and like briefly sets it on your shoulder, just but like really awkwardly like it's it's barely a touch and she clearly is not that in, into it she's like i hope that this isn't going to be a problem for you uh you know and, i i feel like no uh chief i appreciate your comforting 60 pound leg on my shoulder great great yeah chief she, she's got this she, she's gonna do like mikhail does for his birthday and just like it anyway 
Right, Mikhail? Yeah, I mean, it worked for me for countless years. Still does. Great. All right. Well, uh, what are we off to first? I think perhaps Officer Spark should lead the lead the way, uh, given her intimacy with the uh, the details of the case. I myself know very little of the Church of Fashionology. Uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering if we should maybe either visit. I think his name was Jim Dunn, right? Like his Jim like, Dunn. Jim Dunn. Jimped, uh, can, Jim, can you get the spelling on that? That's Absolutely. It's T apostrophe, T apostrophe U-N-N. T-un. Nice. That's exotic. Mm. <laughs> yes. His, his nickname is Two-Ton. Two-Ton. Two-Ton Jim Two-Ton T-un. He like really that. hates that name. He's a very, he's a very svelte elf. He does not appreciate that joke. Oh, um all right so yeah so every uh shannon knows but but pretty much actually everybody knows because the uh the fashion parade is a big deal and uh you know it takes place uh in one of the older church districts in uh, lanarkanum which of course has tons of churches and tons of church districts but this is in one of the the oldest and most renowned because it's it's very fashionable to uh, to be in a place uh, with a lot of history and high regard, so the uh, you know exactly where the the Church of Fashionology is. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I think you know we should head over there now. But first, uh, if I don't mind asking, what is everyone wearing? Just in terms of like how fashionable it is, because we don't want to go and then like they're like, oh, you guys look ridiculous. Is is is, is this appropriate? I mean, my. I washed my overalls just this weekend. Oh. And I have starched my white button-up shirt uh, this morning, uh, before dawn, uh, the trench coat, black, freshly washed, the slacks also pressed. And I I Uh, helped him blacken his boots. That's where all these stains on my uh, outfit. He only did a fine job. I would make uh, an adequate boot polisher. Oh, thanks. Uh, Perhaps in another life, yes. So, yes, we are... uh, Prepared for fashion, we are okay. uh, shiny and keen, I believe, is the children would say. Isn't that okay. right, Mark? Rolf. And Rolf, look at the Rolf's color. Look at that color. It is like a dirty blue, and the, the metal's so shiny. Yeah. Yeah, his, he hardly chews on his badge anymore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that is actually, that would be a problem. That is in violation of a number of codes. Oh. Um, but, uh, but uh, well, we will do the paperwork later. Bart okay. Kind of puts his tail between his legs. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Aww, it's okay, Bark. Your dirty blue collar. So maybe we can head over to the, the church really quickly, see what they're talking about. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> you all, I, I guess, I presume you take a cab down to the uh, the old church district. And uh, you step out of the cab and uh, the, the cabbie uh, waves you off muttering about how they're already setting up barricades for the parade and, uh, and sets off. And uh, you find yourself in front of the Church of Fashionology and uh, looking around, it doesn't seem like a lot is going on here. You occasionally see someone like rush out uh, looking harried or like rush in uh, carrying bundles of uh, fabric under their arms. Um, 
but the the rest of the street seems uh, seems pretty normal. Nice. It's just like I remember it, but not as cool. Oh, a lot of mixed feelings being back here, guys. What oh. the? No, no, it, it seems very cool <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, perhaps it only seemed cooler because you were involved at the time, and uh, yeah. I, I don't want to speak out of turn and you know, take this professionally, but you are um, um, hip, I believe. Yeah. You are quite keen yourself, Officer Sparks. Yeah, okay. How you feeling, Ellen? You feeling okay being here? Spark okay? Rolf. Yeah, why? You, you, you seem kind of less excitable than usual. Is that... Is, is that a thing that you are or aren't? I mean, you know, being excommunicated and all makes me a little uncomfortable, but we're here, so let's go inside. I, I... Will. You never told us. Yep, guess I failed to mention it. Anyway, oh. here I'm we so, go. I'm so sorry. It's, it's okay. It's a long story. <clears throat> oh, yeah, well, we have plenty of time while we're in the temple. You can just tell us then. Okay bit of a sore spot but let's go digging in that wound um you know i think i was just a little too fashion savvy and wanted to push for unheard of fashion combinations and they said i wasn't welcome back and and so shannon is actually finishing this sentence as as she is pushing open the door (laughs) to let to, to have everyone walk in and uh, when on, on the end of the, the words, have a better fashion sense, uh, you can hear all this bustling activity that's going on uh, everywhere in the, the front room suddenly stop. And uh, everyone turns to look at the, the four of you. Yes, uh, Bart counts. Uh, to look at the four of you uh, as you enter, just, just backlit. And uh, they stand there staring at you for a moment. Uh, in, in that moment, uh, if there is a convenient bowl of holy water, uh, Bark will, will uh, lope up to it and attempt to drink out of it. It's a little too high, but there's definitely the, the effort made. Like, yeah, there, there, there totally is. And uh, it's actually also like draped with cloth because like stuff is covering every surface. And so, so he, he gives it a few tries, like pulls a few yards of fabric down onto the ground and splashes some stuff everywhere, eventually gets the bowl down and... Now I imagine in the Church of Fashionology that that is sparkling holy water. Oh, absolutely! It's okay. uh, fizzy, fizzy and delightful. Yeah, a little citrus infused with yeah, yeah. Perry elf. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> Bark's not allergic to cucumbers, is he? Uh, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay, you roll a Constitution. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, in that awkward silence, and so so like even with that, like people just watch that happen and. Finally, uh, one person approaches from the crowd and takes a few steps forward and says, Shannon, oh, what, are you, oh. what are you doing here? And it's, it's Clara, your, your former childhood friend. Oh my God, Clara, how are you? I, you got rid of the bangs. I'm glad that was an awkward phase. You know, it just, it wasn't working. And, and for a second, she's taken aback. She's like, oh, oh yeah, thanks. Wait a minute. Don't give me fashion advice, heretic. <gasps> now, we're very busy today. We've got a big day tomorrow, and uh, we've got not enough hands to do it. What with with Jim to unmissing. So, if you if you want to tell us what you're doing here, uh, that would be great. We could get back to work. Okay. First, I take back the compliment about the bangs and makes your forehead look big. 
Second, I'm here working with my fellow officers trying to solve a murder. Well, a missing person's case. Forehead big. <laughs> what? A, um, a murder? Well, who's who's dead? Oh, a lot of questions. Who's the officer, Clara? Me or you? Okay, so it's going to be like this. Well, fine. You know what? Uh, what do you what do you need? What can I help you with? It's not like this is an important day for me and I need to spend time getting my outfit ready for tomorrow because I don't want to be busted down to alter girl again or anything. So in this moment, uh, Shannon pulls Mikhail and Ellen to the side and she's like, I'm about to lose it with this woman. Can you all please tell her what we need so I don't just like just slap her forehead thank you you yeah you are the lead on the case you tell us what uh, what do you think we should do and if we have advice we'll step in but uh we, we got it okay yeah i think yeah. we should just kind kind of ask about maybe to Un's, like whereabouts over the last couple of days or where he was before he went missing or last person that's heard of him maybe he has an office we could check out or like scene of crime maybe yeah, yeah sounds good uh Ellen spins around and says so, have you seen a scene of a crime around here? <laughs> you mean other other than the crime disaster that is the three of you, Shannon? You're a heretic, but you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, there's four of us. Yeah, you, the three of you minus Shannon, who I said is doing fine. <laughs> hey, pardon, are you insulting dog? Are you insulting Bark? The dog? Yeah. Hey, all of God's creatures can have a sense of fashion and should have a sense of pride, inclu- <laughs> including that mutt there. Hey, I have a quick question for you. Um, <clears throat> where were you when uh, Mr. Uh, James Tun disappeared? What do, you, what do you mean disappeared? He's he's probably just where sleeping it off. Where were you last night? What, uh, la- after between the hours of sunset and dawn. Well, last night I was with most of the rest of the girls. We we were all working on our outfits and until after sundown, and then when the the first torches went out, we uh, we all went to to bed. We were and uh, these girls they can vouch that you were there the entirety of the time and until presumably you all went to bed. After which, no one could be vouching for your whereabouts. Is that correct? On account uh, of sleep and eyes well, closing. I, I guess we all sleep pretty hard on the the nights hmm. leading up to to this uh, hmm. to the parade. But no, I I, I think we, any of us would have woken up if if someone had tried to leave the dorms at night. But but so but what you are saying is you have no firm alibi for uh, the hours after you went to sleep until uh, presumably shortly before pretty dawn, suspicious. shortly after dawn. Look, Just, if uh, if you know. if you think that. Any of us are going to let the other girls slip out in the night and get extra time to work on their outfits? You are sorely mistaken. One creak of the floorboards, one shift of the pillows too loudly, we would be on each other's butts like glue. No, we we take our fashion week very seriously. I had glue on my butt once. I'm sure you did, hun. Look, I... I, I don't know what you, you mean about Jim being missing. He's he's probably just not up yet. He tends to work late into the night. He gets to do that being the boss. Uh, if you if you want to go see him, why don't you ask my his assistant? Kalidi? Y- yeah. 
Kalidi, that's that's my mom. Ah, I surmised they as much. And uh, this Kalidi, you, uh, your mother, you have a positive working relationship with her. Well, I, I suppose. I mean, it is kind of weird having your mom be the second in command uh, of the church. I get a lot of weird looks. Uh, people think I get a lot of favors, but hey, I do all of my own sewing work. Okay, all of this stitching is all me. Hmm. Well, uh, it sounds like we should go speak to this Clyde. Uh, I will say, um, please do not leave town uh, for the next uh, twenty-four hours. And uh, if you have anything else that you remember, anything that comes to you that perhaps innocently enough you might have forgotten to tell us, please. Uh, Go ahead and get a hold of us. Send us a a, a, a tweet via here is my here is my uh, and uh, Mikhail writes down his uh, his uh, bird handle and hands it to uh, Clara in case she needs to send him a, a a bird a sparrow with a tweet if she forgets anything. And just in case, if anything comes to you, perhaps um, you just let me know. And you know, it's it's no crime to forget something. Um, although abstracting the. Uh, obstruction of justice is a crime, uh, and so is murder. Um, well, you know, I've so I've definitely I've definitely seen smoother attempts at uh, a guy giving me his Twitter handle, but I've also seen worse. Here, um, come, come on back. I'll I'll take you. My mom's probably in Jim's office. I'm not sure. Uh, you very well. I uh, I um. Hmm. And she she starts to walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Past, past, like all of the the craziness uh, in what would normally be like clearly a a worship hall uh, has been like all of the pews have been moved around and turned into uh, makeshift workbenches. You see people sewing and attaching things and making strange concoctions uh, to dye fabrics or or paint and tape things together. And uh, Clara leads you back to uh, a large ornate door uh, and knocks. And says, uh, Jim, M- Mom, Kalidi, uh, Cl- are you in here? Anybody? And she pushes the door open finally, and it just it swings open. It's not locked, and uh, she kind of looks in, like, where the hell are they? Hmm, and she so- she takes a step into the office to start looking around. Mikhail is still. Um- Confused. I'm not 100 sure what happened uh, with the with the whole Twitter handle. Um, he's he's still thinking real hard, but he's looking around. But he's he's being very quiet. So trying to figure out exactly what went down. Ellen assumes that uh, you're just playing it cool to uh, hit on her better. Uh, so uh, I'll I'll uh, make myself scarce and skimming around the room looking for snake fabric and uh, poking at it very dangerously. <laughs> and otherwise inspecting things. Looking for mm-hmm. holes in ties that someone could have fallen through. All right. Do you want to give me an investigation check for this room? Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd really rather give you an insight check for this room. Does Is the room lying to me? Is is it obviously withholding some fact? As much as reality can lie. <laughs> but in a room... In a room that was previously animated, you know... Maybe, maybe, maybe. Now, now uh, does this insight check have to do with smell or humans? 
<laughs> Both things I get advantage Wait. for. <laughs> Smell or humans? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to try to role play that and and make that work for me? It probably has to do with elves and not smell. So I'll, I'll just uh, go ahead and a. Hey! I rolled a fourteen on the die, plus uh, my investigation bonus, which is uh, two. No, zero. So fourteen total. <laughs> fourteen total. Uh, that's that's going to be a good enough. Actually, go ahead and put a success on the scales. Um, scales of justice. But don't feel good about it. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, so Ilan uh, starts poking around and actually finds the open drawer uh, where the uh, we saw to untake the box out and uh, finds finds the the sort of uh, box with a velvet lining that uh, was empty. But there's there's now you can see there's a clear pattern of uh, what uh, looks like a, a pendant or maybe something that you could put on top of a staff. And uh, it has a very clear shape, which uh, I'm going to try to show to you. Maybe. Oh. Fancy. Knock it out. Go for uh, it. Let's, we'll, let's we'll see. see if we can do this can I, internetetry. Can I do this? Right. It's not. It's not looking good. I'm, I'm optimistic. Here, here I, I can. Let's do that. Do you see this? Oh, oh no! It just replaced everyone's cameras. Ah, oh. <laughs> it did exactly yeah. the wrong thing. Then, is... I'm, then I'm gonna stop that. All right, <laughs> but everyone got a chance to see it then. So they see, they got to see it. four parts of it. Yes, it's like like a puzzle. Oh, perfect. Clearly, we need to reassemble it. Uh, oh. yeah, that was that was fantastic. That's so our technology, can... folks. Uh, yep. if, if you want to IM me a link, I could probably put it up. But we'll try that again differently, not live some other time. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, you can tell that this is uh, a pendant that that features the face of a very beautiful woman with uh, very thick, flowing hair. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, Shannon, you recognize this immediately <gasps> as being. I know that as the uh, it's the image of uh, the Lord of the Church of Fashionology, uh, Vianney Gersici. Fiona Grisacci. That's right. Oh my God, I know that. Oh my God. So uh, you can tell that is the pendant that represents the highest office in the church. Uh, so that's that's what uh, Jim Tun was looking for when uh, when all of this went down. Oh my God. Oh my, uh, I can't believe that we just saw that pendant with Ilan's overalls right now, but I'm thankful that we saw it nonetheless. Well, we saw an, indent an indentation of the pendant in the, in the silk, right? Uh, okay, well, that makes sense. Never yeah. mind, never mind. Your overalls are still, still a little janky. So, so actually, as Ilan uh, lifts, lifts this empty box, and Shannon, you see it, <clears throat> Clara, who has been like, Checking, poking around this dress, she's very interested in seeing what the what Tim's outfit, uh, Jim's outfit was going to be uh, for the next day. Uh, she sees you lift that, Ilan, and uh, basically like freezes in horror. She's like, "Where is it? Where's where's the pendant? Oh, oh my, if you oh mean by the, the they, doodle, it's it's been yeah. They must have taken it again. Wait, wait, Clara, who is they? Is this the uh, the realists? Perhaps those idiots across the street. Yes, the keepers of uh, the, the keepers of that which is real. Those 
assholes are always trying to prank us. And it's always during fashion week. God, it's not like we care about their stupid holidays. Yeah, just weekdays where you have to get up and go to work, right? That's the worst. So real. I don't know what you mean. We have to get up every day and do our rituals and learn about the history of fashion and study the future of fashion and learn our catechisms about all of the... And she starts to, to drone on. <laughs> oh. uh, so these, these realists, they, uh, they hang you every, uh, every one of our fashion holidays. That's right. Yeah. They, they, they harass, they harangue. Well, I don't know. They're, they're, I guess, sort of like pranksters. They just like to disprove everyone else's religions. They're real jerks about it. They're, they're leaders. Realist jerks, even. Uh, okay. That's, so are you one of them? Is that it? Is this the bit we're doing? <laughs> I don't. Uh, what is I did a bit? I don't have a bit of anything. I'm not sure what you are. Anyway, if, if the pendant is missing and Jim is missing, well, that probably means that James Heineman has something to do with this. Oh, James Heineman. Who's that? He's the leader of the Keepers of That Which Is Real. He's, he's always sending his goons out to, to mess with other people's stuff and disprove our holy relics. It's, it's really rude. Is that Heineman or Heineman? It's, it's Heineman, like, Heineman. The, like the behind of a man, which is what he is. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Oh, that's, it was an that's insult. Funny. That's funny. I like that one. You man. took his name and you pointed out that it is uh, potentially very insulting. I see. It, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like. I'm like, not feeling as like good his about back it. Or his shoulders? Now, I will say, if you, you take that, if you take that too far, uh, it is hate speech, and we, uh, that is against the law. But I think this is um, maybe not a harmless joke, but certainly well within the bounds of. Uh, of uh, 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 Joshery. Well, if, uh, if you want to talk about hateful acts, you should talk to them. They're probably up to no good. Huh. Have you guys ever had any like violent interactions with these folks in the past or? Uh, no, I guess nothing you would call violent. They just, they like to sabotage things. So if, if somebody uh, like this never <laughs> happened to us, thankfully, I mean, if they took our relic, then it might be happening today. They're probably trying to prevent us from finishing the ceremony at the end of the parade where Gersachi leans down from the heavens and tells us who will be the next high leader. That, Without that, that the church will be suspicious. chaos. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. 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 <laughs> So, um, perhaps, uh, perhaps I, you know, there's just one, uh, just one more thing I, I want to, uh, to look at while we are here, and then uh, <clears throat> perhaps we should go speak to these realists. Uh, Mikhail wants to go look for the carpet, mm-hmm. uh, and the, and he wants to look at the carpet and the dress, um, using his uh, his knowledge of magic. Um, All right. I don't have like a detect magic, but I do have uh, Arcana. So I'm, I'm hoping to maybe identify some lingering magic or just find out if there's any kind of whatever I can find out. So Yeah, definitely. You Roll it up. Detect magic? I don't. No. Rough. But yeah. It's uh I have I have some I have some things. I can do some exciting <laughs> things, but not, not detect magic. And um I got a six total. So Ooh. that's definitely 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead and add a failure to the scales of justice. <laughs> and j just a reminder to, to viewers, those scales of justice are going to affect uh, our character arc, which <laughs> isn't about me this episode, so. Roll away. Yeah. That's true. We can no. screw around here all we want and just delay the ceremony and the ultimate acceptance of who gets to be a leader of the religion. So, what kind of a team would you be if that was true? Quick question. Um, I'm not really believing everything Clara is saying. I feel like she's leaving something out. I've known her for a long time. And when she lies, her eyebrows get all scrunchy. And there's a lot of scrunch right now. Um, so can I do like an inside check just to see if she's like hiding anything? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's have it. Okay, cool. So let's give it a roll. Glow. Oh, okay. So I got a 13 plus five. Ooh, nice. Very good. Well, add. go ahead and add a success because all good <laughs> rolls go onto the scales of justice. Uh, yeah, so Shannon, you, you can tell that she's starting to get nervous about something. Like initially she was like, everything's fine. We're just busy. Uh, now she's starting to to get like really concerned that things are are going to go badly. So you can see that that she's uh, kind of starting to freak out. Okay. So Clara, um, scrunch brow. Uh, I've got a question for you. Looks like you're getting really nervous about the ceremony. Why? Well, why yeah. If. If if they took the relic, then then there's not going to be a ceremony. Then then we're not gonna we're not gonna do the reshuffling, and and mom's gonna be so pissed. Oh, she yeah. worked so hard. Your mom worked so hard. What she? What did? What did Sharon work so hard on? What? Your mom. My Sharon? mom. Kalidi. Just kidding. I call Who's... her Sharon because we are so tight. Your name is also not Sharon, though. <laughs> no one here is Sharon. That would be super confusing to have it's, someone named Shannon and Sharon. It's very selfish. Selfish for on who? For on not me? Sharon. It, yeah. it it is. It is. This is just Clara. This is the world that Sherry lives in. So Shame. anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, I. Jeez, I don't. And and she like looks around very nervously <laughs> to like make sure that no one, no one else from the church is listening. And she says. Mom's been working on some secret project. She, she said I shouldn't even tell Jim about it. She said that it was going to wow everybody mm -hmm. at the, the end of a competition, and she was finally going to get to be, you know, head of the church for a year. So, could you show us her her room and where 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 she's been working researching? Was it mostly right in here, or, or did she have like an alcove where she kept books? Well, she mostly worked with with. Jim to un on his projects, but yeah, she has her own little workshop. What, what, what do you think, guys? What do you think, gang? Should, should we should we pile out there? See if there are any clues. Um, yeah. or could we split up, maybe? Or should we stay I together? Think, I think perhaps we should. Uh, someone should go and speak to these realists. Uh, they seem um, if they have a history of of, uh, uh, of negative interactions with the church, it is uh, only only reasonable that someone go and speak with them. Well, you um, seem pretty real, Mikhail. Why, why don't you go do that? I feel, I feel very real. Um, I suppose I will do that. There's no... Shannon, you can describe the do-wacky that's missing, right? Yeah, I can describe it pretty well. Yeah. Although, so we'll, 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 I don't know how well I'll be re reading those fashion books. I'm happy to help. 
So who is staying and who is going? Uh, I am going. <laughs> yes, and Ellen is staying, and Shannon is staying, and Bark is go staying, going. Bark, why don't you go with Mikhail? <laughs> there, now we're two and two. That's that's fair oh. teams. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I suppose two officers and uh, two officers seems a, a reasonable split. We'll have each other's backs. A, a Bark. Mm. Well, I'll take him. Well, you know, perhaps. Let us go, Bark. Let us. Uh, let us in. Uh, in. Um. In. Uh, let's go. All right, and Mikhail and Bark uh, trapes out of the church and head over across the street to the real. All right. Well, yeah. Let's go ahead and follow them uh, across the street. Ah. So, so as you leave the uh, the Church of Fashionology, you leave behind this this uh, basically like oh world of of glowing fabric and and. <laughs> that's that's everywhere and you step out in into the street and across from you you see this really drab stone construction building that somehow they've even managed to make the intersecting stonework disappear into itself so it just appears as a flat gray surface Uh, there's a and there's a very bland uh door on the front of it and over that uh, scratched, uh, not not even like engraved, but just kind of like scritched into the surface of uh, the stonework. It says, uh, "Keepers of that which is real." Oh, this reminds me very much of home. This is, I think, I I think I like this place. Uh, no, I hope that none of them are murderers, but uh, I guess we'll find out. They eh, bark. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, uh, very well. It's a public location, and Mike Mikhail steps forward and. Goes into the church, enters the, the church of the keepers of the real. All right, so uh, he opens the the door, and sunlight floods in behind him, and he enters a very dreary room. Uh, yeah, you cast a long shadow uh, <laughs> down towards towards like what I guess is an altar, but it's it's just like a table, and there there are row after row of like a normal, <coughs> you know, you've seen lots of church pews. Uh, but somehow these are these look extremely uncomfortable, as though they're they're just like the most perfunctory mm. definition of of what a bench would look like. Yes. Uh, just just like two boards slatted together uh, and bolted down into the floor. And uh, up at the front uh, in in the rectory area, you see uh, three gnomes that are kind of huddled together, uh, conversing and kind of snickering amongst one another. Hmm. Uh, hello. My name is uh, Mikhail, uh, Officer Pavlovitskivich. I am with the High Guard, and I have a few questions for you. Yeah, High Guard, eh? <laughs> One of them looks up and and starts to uh, kind of stumble over towards you, and the the other two join. Uh, and they say, "My name is Barry," and one says, "I'm Bell," and the other says, "And I'm Tanar." And if you're here in the Church of the Keepers of what that which is real then you must have some beliefs to let go of. <laughs> um, no. But, good guess. Oh, very, very close. Very good. Okay. Passing test number one. <laughs> well. Oh, and this is, of course, I apologize. My sincere apologies. This is Burke, also officer of the High Guard. Ah. And uh, my temporary partner on this. Uh, so, uh, yes, no, so I am, uh, I have... Um, questions for uh, for you, and actually, uh, I would like to speak to um, Jamie Hindman. 
Yeah, you, do you mean James? Um, of course. I don't, I don't think potentially. I don't potentially. think let anyone call him Jamie. I don't know who would do that. Well, the, uh, that would be extremely disrespectful just... to call somebody by a nickname. Oh, but besides, you expect us to believe that that dog is an officer of the High Guard? <laughs> uh, I don't expect you to believe it. I expect you to accept it as fact because that is what it is. Bark is a officer is an officer of the High Guard. You got some papers to prove that? I do. Jingle, jingle. And sure enough, Mikhail, Mikhail, uh, he pulled, reaches into his trench coat and pulls out. Um, uh, he actually has everybody's <laughs> uh, high guard papers in his trench coat, and he sorts them real quickly. And ah, yeah, so there you go, bark, and he unfurls it, and sure enough, and they uh, they are delighted. So like they like Barry takes it, and he's like, ah, look at this. Oh, look at look at this organizing system. Oh, these numbers. Wow, this is extremely orderly. And like they're yep. passing it amongst each other, whispering. Yes. It's like, oh, we can. And you can see it, uh, Bark, uh, special assistant officer. Uh, he is uh, uh, duly deputized as a as an officer of the High Guard. There's like a sketch of Bark uh, licking uh, herself, right? And they're like looking at the sketch, <laughs> the and then paper. they drop the the thing, and then Bark's like literally <laughs> doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The same fit. thing. And they're like, this is amazing. Can we make copies of this? Uh, it's going to take a... Uh, no, actually, no, you cannot. It's official <laughs> wow. paperwork, and I'm afraid that I'm, afraid that I'm going oh, to... Oh, c- come on, you can watch. This is extremely good stuff. No, we it love is, things that it, are real. It is against regulations. I'm very sorry. I'm going to need that back. Um, and, uh, ah, all right. Uh, yeah, sorry. So now that you are, uh, I am a officer of the High Guard. Dark is an officer of the High Guard, um, and we are here to speak to James Hindman. Uh, and if you would be so kind as to take us to uh, James, uh, post haste. Yeah, um, of course. Come on, James is going to want to see this paperwork you got. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> well, I hope that I had already proved it. Well, okay, so, let's let's just go so speak they, to James. They they lead you uh, down a sort of winding passageway that's uh, dimly lit. Uh, it's weirdly, like the torchlight is is not. Uh, it's not even like orange here. It just kind of looks gray. Everything <laughs> is really just like stripped down to the to the bare minimum. And they uh, at the end of this hallway is another nondescript door. And scratched into the uh, the stonework above it, it just says James Heinemann, keeper of the keepers of that which is real. And uh, they Barry knocks on the door and says, "Hey, hey, boss, we got somebody here. You're gonna want to meet." Rolf. And uh, from inside, he says, <laughs> "Okay, let him in." And uh, Barry opens the door, and uh, you step into the office, and you see uh, a short. Uh, Dwarven man with uh, just a beautiful mustache and a jaunty little hat on his head uh, <laughs> who's got his feet up on the desk and he's uh, he's currently playing with like a little physics toy on his desk and uh, and he says, what can I do for you? Are you here to let go of some misconceptions? Um, uh, no, actually, I have not uh, made any predispositions uh, in regarding this case, and uh, uh, I'm afraid that I am not here on personal religious business. Uh, I am here to speak to you, Jamie. Uh, I'm sorry, James Hindman, um, regarding a, a, an incident that occurred uh, last night after sundown. Oh, are you here to talk about the people that stole our jewel? Um. Yes, that as well. Um, please, uh, um, tell me about tell me about your jewel. Tell me the the circumstances uh, under which it uh, disappeared. 
and his his feet come off the desk and he leans forward and says it's the jewel of quod verum inside Mm. of it it holds the reflection of all of that which is real in its depths reality is described and grounded it's what we use to mark all of our dis all of the disproven relics of other religions and it's our most powerful tool here interesting and this jewel uh where is it kept normally when it is not um missing uh, it's normally kept in my office here in this safe and he points behind him at a safe which uh is hanging off of its hinges the the door has clearly been forced now, and, is that the normal state of the safe, or or is this a uh, uh, perhaps part of the crime that occurred? I like your style. What's your name? Oh, uh, I am Officer Pavlovitskyvich, and this is Officer Bark. Oh. Officer Pavlovitskyvich, I like your ability to test a base assumption before you go ahead and accept it as reality. No, in fact, this is not the normal state of this safe. Mm. Normally, the door hinges are intact, and in fact, the safe is locked. Uh, very good to know. It is all part of... Jump up onto the safe and sniff it a bunch, and then uh, go over and sniff the crotch of Jamie. Actually, as as Bark uh, Bark puts his uh, or is Bark her puts her paws uh, puts her paws up into to sniff the safe and and starts like slipping because there are lots of papers and, and starts pulling them out and eventually she realizes that's not going to work and stops and and Jamie's just like oh no <laughs> oh please allow me to help you uh, uh, reorganize these these papers and uh, Mikhail quickly steps over and and. Uh, grabs papers and spreads them out on the desk and uh, is uh, organizing them. And of course, in order to organize them, he has to examine them and find out what they're about and what categories they fit into. And, and, and uh, so, um, do I need some sort of role for that? Uh, I would say, famous? yeah, you're. Uh, if you're gonna like file it and uh, and learn something about it, because uh, the the other three are gonna like help help with that as well. And James uh, mm-hmm. James is just gonna watch and. Uh, so, uh, yeah, why don't you roll for uh, investigate while you're thumbing through these papers? Perfect. That's, I have so many ranks in that. So much, I'm, so, I'm so proficient in that. It, it'll I'm the only one off. who isn't trained in investigation for our cop show. No, I have no training in investigation. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. I got a four. Four. <laughs> got a four. Uh, well, go ahead and put a failure on those scales of justice. <laughs> and uh, I hope that was in sync. So, so yeah, it was actually yeah. So um, yeah, Mikhail starts stacking papers very authoritatively, and and seems like he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, and he steps steps away, uh, looking very proud. And uh, Barry says, "Ah, geez, what are you doing? This isn't our filing system at all. This is going to take us hours to get right." You do not use Duard, uh, Duard. Uh, you do not use the Duard decimal system no that thing is entirely subjective they thought they no, could make an no. ontology to represent all knowledge come on no that is it is it is all encompassing and because it does all encompassing you'll know exactly what categories things fit into um, do you have to occasionally make a judgment call no you do not in fact misconception uh, each category has 
uh, a minimum of of 100 subcategories, and they're all dual dual category. And he, he just, just leans, blah, leans blah, blah, his head over, and he he gives a big sigh, and he's <clears> like, "Oh, if only I had the jewel of quote verum, we could show you how wrong you are and how subjective experience is." Uh, so this this jewel <laughs> that uh, I am definitely remembering. Um, yeah, it was stolen last night from this very safe, correct? Well, I left last night and it was locked in here because I put it in the safe. And I opened the office this morning and I found the door forced and it was gone. And it's gone. So it's a likely assumption, but not proven fact. Very well. Um, is there anyone you would normally expect to be in your church at this time of day who, who is not here? Someone who, who uh, uh, in past has proven the reliability to to show up and to be here and as of now is not here as as you might expect but as uh, it is not uh, as you would not do you know. mean do i suspect one of my own people not necessarily no it, it might be someone who you know would never steal well, I'm just looking for anyone who might be absent no there aren't that many of us at the Church of the Keepers of That Which is Real, as you might expect. You don't say. Honestly, we don't keep that much security either. No one's ever shown an interest in anything here before. That surprises they, me. This is The only this... room that anyone might care about is our room of reclaimed relics. But these are all disproven, then. Uh, are these the disproven relics, or are these the relics yes. yet to be disproven? No, we usually disprove it right there in the streets and bring it back in. It's a big show for everybody. Interesting. Well, uh, perhaps we should go there next. And we should examine this room of relics. Rolf's pawing at the door. Rolf! <laughs> All right. Barry. Rolf's pawing at the door. Rolf! <laughs> uh oh, where'd my. Did we keep a track? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, James says, Barry, Bell, Tanar, why don't you take these officers to the relics room? <laughs> I'm going to get these papers sorted. I, again, I just recommend one last time, doer the decimal, but I understand not for everyone, perhaps. When you find this gem, when we recover this jewel, we will sit down and I will explain to you in great detail the superiority of the doer system. I look forward to that discussion. As do I. All right, so so Barry's like, ah, come on, this way. I want to show you the relic room. I love this place. And uh, so you head off towards the relic room. Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives again next time for the thrilling conclusion of Holy Day. Scott Brown can be found on Twitter at G-E-O-W-T-F Jeffrey Copeland can be found on Twitter at A-T-L underscore Spielberg Marty McGuire can be found on Twitter at Schmarty And Andrew J. Young can be found on Twitter at That1GM If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. We're leaving a review on our iTunes page, which helps other listeners find the show. Thanks.